Hello and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. It is our long-awaited return after that disaster of a peach bowl. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, as usual, Ty Lee. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> we're back. It's been a couple couple months here, you know, uh, and you know, a season has ended. Uh, what now feels like ten years ago. Um, but yeah, in case you didn't know. Oh, you didn't win the national championship this year. Uh, far from it. But we're here to we're here to kind of talk about what's happened since. But before we do that, let's just kind of look back at that Peach Bowl if you want to. Um, is there anything you want to say? No. Okay. Yeah. No, it was garbage. It was terrible. Uh, stadium was cool, though. But I tell you, that LSU team was, was next level. So uh, enough looking back. We're in March. And... If you're listening to this, uh, spring football has uh, kicked off in Norman. So let's talk about what's happened since, you know, some of the new changes we got. And probably the most uh, notable difference this year for OU, uh, two new coaching hires uh, replacing Jay Bulware, who uh, left for Texas, and um, Robin McNeil, who just decided to kind of call it to uh, take care of his dad. Um, most notable... Uh, Former Sooner and uh, offensive MVP of the NFL, DeMarco Murray, joined as a running backs coach. What do you think of this? Yeah, I think that's really big. Um, It's something that I always talk about, again, um, with that sort of OU football has this really distinct family environment where everyone's always sort of welcome back and, and things like that. So really exciting to see DeMarco Murray coming on on the staff, you know, it's going to boost recruiting. Um, and hopefully he's also a, a good teacher and able to impart some knowledge on people, but it's always good to see, you know, a guy that, you know, he was a, a you know, very significant player for the Cowboys and that's a huge, you know, recruiting region. And, and maybe he's able to, to flip some guys recruiting wise that maybe weren't OU fans, but they're Cowboy fans. And, yeah. you know, they remember playing as him on Madden when he was, um, ranked 99 overall and uh, was an absolute monster and, and stuff like that. So hopefully that has a big impact on recruiting and, and you know, we'll see how he is coaching-wise as well. Yeah, it's very – it's not every day you add an NFL, you know, absolute star in his day uh, on onto your coaching staff. I know a lot of people have kind of criticized his um, – they, a lot of people have criticized his experience, and he's only had one year of coaching uh, at Arizona. And you know, we see a little. You haven't seen a ton of it. You know, I, I know there's a lot more to be desired, maybe with recruiting and stuff. But if Demarco Murray walks in your walks into your house, you're, you're going to know who he is. You're going to immediately have that buzz. And yeah, and he's, with and he's yeah. still he's still young too, which is a big thing. Exactly. Um, he was playing ten years ago at, at OU. Like yeah, he can yeah, he can relate to these of, guys. A ton of ties to, to OU, and and he, he's also you know not to diminish the position, but he's he's the running backs coach. So if he's not that amazing of a coach, I, I don't really think it's going to be you know a, a meaningful impact whether he's amazing or average as yeah. a coach. So. He's just he's a cog to kind of teach you know some of his ways. Uh, he, he already has some cohesion with the staff. Cale uh, Gundy was his running backs coach when he was at OU. So, um, 
there's definitely that connection yeah, there. Tremendous continuity there. Yeah, for sure. It's really impressive, given the fact you know totally different head coaches and um, keeping kind of that together. Like you said, that OU family is something that's super important. And um, I don't know. I love the hire. I know some people don't. Uh, Thomas mentioned on Raising Hell or Renegades podcast that he wasn't a big fan of the hire, but. Honestly, I, I'm all in. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, who else are you going to get there? Yeah. Like, it, it, so, I, like, to, to sort of be a devil's advocate there, like, we could get the best sort of running running back coach in all of college football, but what is, is that going to make a difference? Like, it, you know, what, yeah. I, I think that the, the recruiting impact and the name recognition of having him there is going to have a significantly bigger impact than just some no-name running back coach that is really good. So yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think having... if we hired him as like the offensive coordinator, <laughs> I'd probably be like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean that would definitely this, be too much. This dude learned a lot under Jason Garrett. Maybe we want to <laughs> cool the brakes he, here. And he moves the needle. A lot for what that position is, and I think that's yeah. Great. I, I don't, I think, that's I don't awesome. think that there's a better option. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free. That's great, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use. Super intuitive. Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away. No minimum listen- listenership. Start getting that anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Now we got to talk about the other coaching hire, uh, Jamar Kane. He was the defensive line, uh, defensive tackle coach at uh, Arizona State, but will mostly be kind of moving to uh, linebackers, you know, kind of that rush back. Uh, a lot of really, really good hype coming out of um, a lot of stuff I've heard about this guy. Um, Arizona State fans were pissed to lose him, all four of them, but... Uh, from, from the reaction on Sun Devil Twitter, they did not want to lose this guy. Uh, I think this is a pretty good get. Yeah, I think so. It's it's definitely going to sting, uh, like you said, for Arizona State fans, uh, especially in like a, a year or two when they and USC move to the Big Twelve. <laughs> More on that but, later. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, hopefully a really good hire. I don't know anything about him. Um. But, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he, he's definitely well-regarded as a recruiter, uh, very good players coach, definitely fitting in with that um, that culture that we're trying to build with Alex Grinch and crew. I, I'm, all, I'm all in on it. Yeah. Um, Hopefully recruiting-wise, uh, because he has some time at Arizona State under his belt, their primary recruiting ground is, is Southern California. So hopefully he has some transferable ties from SoCal that he can bring over to OU because as we know that's getting bigger and bigger of a uh, a recruiting ground for OU is yeah. that that California connection I believe is sort of the catchy term that the athletics office likes to use without a doubt the California pipeline you know it's yeah, uh, strong okay. ties uh 
all the way back to the days where we had uh, Kenny Stills, Brennan Clay, and uh, I believe it was Tony Jefferson, the Cali Trio. So uh, keeping that pipeline strong, just as it is recruiting in the South, which we're doing decent. Not great, but it's hard to beat the SEC. Well, it's just, there. it's super, it's, you know, the South as a whole, it's just, they percentage-wise produce a lot more talent than they should for their population, but it's just so, so crowded. Yeah. I mean, you have Clemson's able to, to dip in there. You have the entire SEC, um, even, you know, even the state of Texas now with with A&M moving to the SEC, you're seeing more and more sort of SEC teams being able to recruit from Texas and and stuff like that. So yeah, it is, uh, it is important to, to sort of pivot, but... Yeah, so I think that's uh, that covers, you know, significant changes in OU's coaching staff. So again, you know, the big names Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch are are all gonna remain the same, obviously. So that's something that a lot of people are are happy about and, and looking forward to seeing more of that defense develop because we haven't seen it fully develop yet. Yeah, it's still definitely in its infancy stage, and and it, it, and it, it will be for several seasons. Like yeah. he's still not dealing with guys that he recruited and and stuff like that. So it, it can take a long. It's a long game, but it's a process. You got to trust it. You know, getting some of the new guys in, like Kane, and you know, really building that culture. It, it's it's not something you can just step into in January and have fully set. It it takes a while to install, get that thing going. Um, there was a mass. I actually completely forgot to put this in the notes. There was a uh, mass amount of um, uh, of of transfers coming out of OU uh, earlier on, right when everyone kind of got back into town. Um, a lot of guys, from what I've heard, you know, just OU went in, told him, "Look, you still have your scholarship here if you want. Probably not going to play in this system." So you had a lot of guys like Levi Draper transfer out, uh, Jordan Parker. Uh, so you, 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 you're seeing that, that culture and that, you know, kind of the growing pains of that already, like th- this yeah. is another step entirely having, uh, some like, I believe it was six or seven guys just mm-hmm. leave your program. Uh, so, you know, I, it'll be another tough year, tough year. I, I would not expect to see it fully done. So before y'all freak out. Next year, when you don't see uh, the night eighty-five bears, you know it, this takes a while. It should be better though. It if it's not at least noticeably better, then you know maybe some panic is not unwarranted. Yeah, but you know I'm not saying be you know play the part and be a total like doomer fan, but we, doomer we should, and and ignore the you know the first like the cupcake out of conference layups. And sort of, it, and not as much of a layup, but ignore the Army game because who knows what's going to happen there. But if there's not a noticeable change, if there's not a noticeable improvement over the off season, then it's not, you know, unwarranted for there to be some criticism against the defense. So. For sure. And, and I think... I think the two JUCO additions we got as well are going to help shore that up. Getting the number one and number two D tackles is huge with Perron Winfrey and Josh Ellison. No, I'm not reading uh, Jameson notes. I just uh, know about them. I'm a uh, big fan of 
of Juco. Anyone that's listened to the podcast for a while knows that uh, I'm a really big fan of of Juco. Are they are they considered transfers? I mean, kind of. Uh, they don't have recruits. They, they yeah, I would consider them recruits or somewhere in between. Yeah, because like so, a guy from Blinn, like you don't lose any time. So the rules are are a little different. Yeah, but I I'm a huge fan of of JUCO guys because the work ethic that you see there and just the experience playing at a higher level. It's it's a different animal. Well, um, yeah, and you're you're not taking as much of a gamble. Um, you know, with discipline issues and stuff. Not not to say you know we look back at uh, like Ramondre Stevenson uh, last season, but um, I think it is it's a little bit less of a gamble with sort of discipline issues as well because they've been in the you know a college environment and a, a football at a higher level environment for a few years. Uh, so you know some of the the guys straight out of high school, um, you can have some some situations. Yeah, not only that, but physically these guys are more mature. Yeah, so especially, especially in the D line. Yeah, like it, it's these not are as much. Yeah, it's not as much with uh, you know wide receivers and stuff where speed matters, but uh, yeah, linemen especially. Yeah. Is big. Like these these D linemen have been going up against grown men and not tiny white dudes. You yeah. know, the 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 amount the it, it's a lot tougher to play in JUCO than it is most places in that position and, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, especially in that position, and especially you know with some of these top JUCO programs yeah. like Lynn, you know. Um, yeah, I, so I, that's they're, I would, they're more physically tested. I would contend that like starting quarterback at like Lake Travis or like at Allen is probably higher level than any Juco quarterback because you're, but you're also throwing to receivers that are pretty much guaranteed to also go straight to D one. Whereas like at a Juco, you can be throwing to who knows what and you're defending against who knows, but like at defensive lineman, absolutely a hundred percent. It's a higher level football on the JUCO level, but I, there there might be some some big Texas schools that big name skill positions are more difficult at uh, the high school level. Definitely, I think, yeah, personally. I'm sure there definitely are. I mean, it's it's not a you know cut and dry thing. You know, all uh, once you get to six A uh, high school football in Texas, like it's legit. But you know, um, anyways, yeah. anyways, let's move on to. Uh, some of the injuries status updates that we heard from Lincoln today. Um, limited are going to be Nick Benito, Justin Broyles, Marcus Major, and Delarian Turner Yale um, for the start of practice. Um, just they probably won't be going full speed, nothing to worry about. And then out uh, Trey Sermon, Jalen Redman, uh, John Michael Terry, and uh, the transfer wide receiver Theo Howard, who we got from UCLA and immediately tore his ACL, which is just that sucks. Because uh, I really thought he was going to shore up our wide receiving core quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, with some experience. Yeah, which is which is a thing we need um, desperately. Uh, because here's the thing: love the triplets. You know, I, I, I love, they got a lot of play last season. They did, and they'll get, they'll get better. I, I yeah. still have a lot of stock on them, and they they will improve. But it's nice to have, you know, kind of a bidet type of guy like bidet. Wasn't the main guy at all uh, his year at OU, you know, Baker's final season. But uh, he was a reliable target whenever, you know, CD or Hollywood weren't stepping up due to lack of experience. Well, I think another big thing, um, and I sort of read into this stuff probably more than the average fan, but 
Um, Rattler is a tremendous quarterback from what I've, but from what I've seen of uh, clips from practice and, and high school clips and, and stuff online, he's not as much of a team player as any OU quarterback that I can name in a long time. Oh yeah, he's not. He's not a guy that says my bad. He's not a guy that um, steps in and and leads the team, especially with him being so young. He's one of those, you know this is your fault um, type things, at least from the clips I've seen. I mean, I, he was not very impressive not, to me on QB one. Yeah. Uh, like he's not, he's not a massive, um, you know, tool in, in real life, at least from the, you know, the interactions that I've had with him, but I've seen some clips of him that is not, <laughs> he's not a, not a strong leader or not a very inspiring guy. On the sidelines, so I don't expect a, a Baker, even a Kyler, or a, even a Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and to be fair... I, but I think that it, that can come into play when you have younger receivers that are going to make mistakes. I'm worried that we could have, you know, some some toxicity develop on the sidelines, especially in games like Red River that are going to be more heated, higher pressure, with a lot more, um, you know... Yeah, I'll, I guess pressure. Yeah, like, well, the pressure the works too. So. I mean, here's the thing too. Um, we've seen he's matured, or we've seen he's had a lot of moments that could prove to be you know maturing situations since we saw him in QB one. Um, he mm. got he got that suspension. Yeah, uh, that the mystery suspension that we don't really know. But none um, of them are high pressure game thing. Like you're gonna revert back to you know you're not faking yeah. anything. You're not trying to. Uh, you know, fill any roles when you're, you know, down by six points with 30 seconds left in, in Red River and you're trying to catch up and I, stuff I mean, like that. for sure, like you're yeah. Gonna, you're going to revert back to just your naturals. I, th- I think that pressure is the key. Like he, like I said, in, you know, in, in real life, every time I've interacted with him, I've never met anyone that says that he's, you know, a giant a-hole, but um, who knows? It, it's a point of concern for me. When the receiving core doesn't have older, experienced guys, yeah, no, because I, sort of the the skills position, like the the running backs, kind of do their own thing. Um, you know, the line does their own thing, but the the quarterbacks and the receivers, uh, when they're all really young, um, there might be some personality issues. Point of concern, uh, at least personally for me, but who knows? And and hopefully, I'm completely wrong. So, who knows? Yeah, no, for sure, and I think you definitely, you know. I think you definitely have to kind of pump your brakes on it a bit. He is young. We don't know his composure out there. Every time I've seen him, he's looked solid, but it was in garbage time minutes against LSU and, you know, garbage time minutes against South Dakota. So yeah, he, we don't really know what he's going to be like, but I would I would hope that his year, you know, sitting behind Jalen and getting involved with the system. And I, I know he doesn't – I know having having that mentor – is important at the quarterback, but also the fact that he's been with he's been with Hazelwood, he's been with uh, Stogner, he's you know he, he's been with uh, you know Bridges, and it's he, he he knows this he knows this group really really well um, since you know the seven on seven tournaments, and you know they they've had a lot of experience together to gel, and I think that's something that is beneficial in a different way. But I agree, yeah. I, I think they're they're. 
anytime you have a freshman quarterback, you have to be worried about well, experience. I, I don't think it's going to be an all-the-time issue. It, just, it concerns me for higher pressure, especially early oh, for season sure. stuff. That so. first Red River is going to be... I, especially I, I'm going to be freaked out about yeah, that. Especially against you know, Sam Allinger's fourth attempt. And... <laughs> His fourth quarterback he's had to go up against. Yeah. <laughs> he... Poor, poor Sammy, Sam Elger has seen some shit. It's, seen cra- some it's stuff, crazy man. to think of because how many quarterbacks we've gone through and just think about, you know, because he's been there for four years. Like, this is a guy that's going to have played Baker, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, and Spencer Rattler. I mean, those those four years seem so far apart. Baker Mayfield seems like he's They're different generations for OU yeah. fans. Uh, but Texas fans have just been in this just never-ending sort of tag team match of <laughs> quarterbacks. Just every year they're like, "Nah, Kyler can't beat him." Oh, uh, okay, they lost Kyler. Now Jalen, you know, and it's it just it's a, just a loop of getting pounded by awesome OU quarterbacks. And Chris I love is going to get upset if he listens to this. Yeah, I understand that he didn't lose every Red River. But he lost every lost, quarterback. Yeah, didn't have a conference championship. And he then lost. lost the, he them. lost the one that mattered. Yeah. So, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, Sam. Just to just to front load that because I know that he's gonna. You guys were implying that he's lost Red River every year. We know that he hasn't. Ooh, so. Dicker the kicker. No, to never forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. How about uh, the um, how about Texas bringing the recruits in and giving him uh, watches to wear? That's that's kind of. I didn't see that. Yeah, no, they were all posing with watches because they don't have any rings to show off. Uh, At least they didn't make rings that uh, yeah, also deny a loss bad. to CMU. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. You know, they are you a CMU truther here? Well, you, can't, you can't just make up your own record and then make a ring and give it out to everyone just because you want reason. to. Like that's ridiculous. Well, I can't. They also. You know is, who does that? People that are paid millions of dollars a year and wash their car shirtless on like a street corner in like a self storage lot. <clears throat> Did you see that clip of Mike Gundy last week? No. He's like in downtown Stillwater at like a self storage place with just a bucket like shirtless like wiping his car down. It's on. Um, it's on Old Row OSU. Oh, uh, that, that's just we can bleep that if we don't no. want you know free sponsors. <laughs> but uh, that's funny. Yeah. No. I mean, I here's the thing. Why is he doing it in public? Well, the, that's the one that's part the that makes part. the most sense. I mean, it's Mike Gundy. Yeah, uh, just... Is this all just, like, a big PR like, stuff? Like, where is this? That's just, like... Oh, man, that's... I think that's Edmund? I think my grandma lives down the street from there, actually. Oh, that's so weird. I, I would Is that, like, a recruiting trip? Maybe. maybe <laughs> just, like, oh, I gotta get myself yeah. a quick little little wash here. Get some suds on. That's... Okay, you're right. There, it doesn't really look like that, Stillwater. That does not look like Stillwater. I think I swear to God, I think that's Edmund. That's so weird. Oh my god! Part of Edmund I've ever seen. But shout out to shout out to Mum and G's. Looks like Midwest City. Yeah, which would make There's like sense. an animal carcass right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a bag of trash. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, moving on. From Go carcasses. look up that video if you want to see it. Uh, you know, fans of the blog. It was posted by Old Row OSU on March 1st. On Instagram. Self-explanatory. It's just shirtless Mike Gundy washing an Escalade <laughs> in a Did, public parking lot. <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's just every other Tuesday in Stillwater, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, so let's kind of wrap up the Rattler talk. Uh, do you think? Do you think there's any chance he doesn't start? He's I, third in Heisman odds right now. I mean, he's. So, gonna, I think he's going to start over Mordecai. Yeah, I haven't seen enough out of Mordecai to really think. And I, I know Lincoln said it wasn't the case, but I think he's also completely lying. When they put Spencer out there in the LSU game, I thought that was a sign. I thought that was definitely a. Um, I don't. You don't. You don't. He doesn't. He doesn't listen. You don't to just this. put your third quarterback in. He doesn't listen to this, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Tanner, you're kind of Alex Moran. He's. <laughs> he's. He, I know. I. I'm. Fr- I'm friends with him. He. Like football, important, yes, but there's another thing that he's on campus for that is definitely his focus. And I think he's comfortable where he is. You, you, so, you and Tanner, you and Tanner. I will address chill? this with him at nine o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, we have a test, so I don't know. But. So won't address it. But okay, alrighty. Oh, well, damn. Uh, how does he? How dare he not listen to the eighth best OU football podcast? I know. Not even probably eighth. Honestly, I need to look. We we did make the first best Renegades podcast though. Yes, number oh. one Renegades podcast. Number uh, most glorious Renegades podcast. Check it out. Unlike the Renegades, the podcast is number one. We're, we're the only. Yeah, God, I, I can't stand the Renegades, man. This has been really frustrating. At we least they have new gone. offensive coordinator. Things will just really change. Here's, their head coach does not give a shit. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Bob doesn't care. He doesn't. He does no, not no. care. They need to. You know what they should do for fun is just let Toby Keith coach. Like a game? Just, just celebrity for fun. coaching. Just celebrity yeah. coaches. Rotate it out. You know, I, I would be legit mad if I went to all the games. I haven't been to a single game yet. And I think I'd be the, mad because they haven't won a single home game. Honestly, the XFL should implement a player coaching rule. Yeah, like like the quarterback. Like there are no coaches, it's all player coach. I, I like that. You so know? like just the captain of each side of the ball also has to play call when yeah. he's out there. Like children of the corn, but for football. Yeah. yeah, and then just let them all have uh, headsets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like they that. like they let the quarterbacks have headsets. So everyone, like, hey, the quarterback to... has to play call now. He's the only coach. I think. I and think... then he can just key his mic and and play call to all the offensive guys that have headsets. A- everyone should be wired in together, including the other team, and you just kind of take it at a quieter level. So it's kind of like uh, you know you're out there yeah, in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. So they get walkie talkies, but they're all like on the same net. Exactly. So everybody <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, like in Call of Duty, you can if you can yeah. hear the other team, you know, one v one me. We've great. got a lot of ideas for the XFL. We got we we are we're some pretty big ideas, guys. I, I'm all in, I'm all in favor of it. They should mic up everyone for the spring game. I don't know about that. Okay, that's probably too <laughs> I, I don't know. That'd, that'd probably be too much. Um, speaking of the spring game, got a couple details that uh, dropped. So it's another night game, which is good. I think that's a great decision. It's on Saturday. I think that's a what great decision. What day is it on? The 18th. Of this month? Uh, April. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, no. Like, their spring practice is eight, okay, would, yeah. would, would be like eight days. Um, yeah, it's not on Masters weekend either, which is nice. Uh, it is uh, unfortunately I, I will not be there uh, there will be a wedding instead so yeah I'll be there yeah you'll be our eyes, the spring eyes game I'm listening to the, the country music yet to be announced act the uh, the Baker Mayfield statue reveal we'll be there for all of it so it'll be cool get some coverage 
Yeah, the, the, the statue reveal will be cool. I like that they're doing it in the stadium. I, I don't know how they'll move the... They need to bring it in like... They need to bring it in in the truck like they did with the Bob Stoop statue. Just roll it in ceremoniously. That. It needs to come in on the schooner. Ah, it's even better. And then they just, like, pull it. They tip the schooner over. They're, they're, they're like, oh, Baker it's a, comes it's... tumbling out. It breaks. <laughs> <laughs> they just made the new one. They finally made the new one. It immediately breaks because of the Baker statue. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, I, I don't know. They still haven't announced the uh, pregame band. Uh, if you Here's the thing. If I haven't have, heard anything about it. No, they, they haven't. Like, they haven't announced it. I feel like they don't like have that. anyone. If they did, though, if they had if, someone and it was notable, they would have already announced it. Because you're not booking a major musical act. Yeah, no, for like, sure. And, and here's the thing: if they lost their mind and decided to give you full reign of uh, who 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 they put on, who would you who would you put on? Ooh, I I hate to say it, but I I would personally request. An upscaled, like even crazier version of Snoop Dogg's Kansas basketball <laughs> one. You got to do it. You can't come in on a Brinks track. You can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else. What's Bobby Schmurda doing? Isn't he in jail? Can I, can they can they jail. bring him out? Can they a public like, service. Free, free out Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know. I you can't do a country act because I'm tired of country. Complain acts. about that, and it doesn't get people to come to the. Everyone's like, oh, we got to play country, so like the local people will come to the game. Like they come to the game either way. Yeah, like no one, no Lee Bryce stands were out there. Like, ah, oh, we gotta go see yeah. Lee Bryce. Yeah, no one's going to the the thing for that. So no. I don't know. It, it's probably gonna be something really lame. But yeah, who would you pick? I would just I would just have someone out there, and they just play Levels by Vici for like. I mean, obviously, Post Malone. Is <laughs> Post like Malone would be good. Well, top I mean, answer. Way too expensive. Never gonna happen. He's yeah. too hot right now. So he also might be. You know, know. He, he seems like he's really struggling. I don't know if you've seen any videos of him recently, but he's like crawling around on the floor with his microphone. No, I know he's trying to be an actor now, but let me, let me see. Hang on. I, From the Budweiser is... commercial? or No, he's got like a Netflix show with Mark Wahlberg. I don't think I knew that. Um, I mean, obviously there's Dua Lupa. Dua Lupa. Dua... That would be great. Dua uh, Lupa. Yeah, um, nobody else really coming to mind i mean we could try to get billy eilish i guess no nah, i mean i don't know if that would help know. recruiting or anything yeah i honestly i don't know i i'm okay with the idea of it but if you i i think at this point just kind of you know do something different or shut her down but just not another boring country artist so i mean there's a lot of really recognizable names that are like dmx i'm pretty sure does stuff for like 20 grand DMX, yeah, like he does shows in like Eastern Europe right now. They should. So. What if they? What if they brought back Turnpike Troubadours, like out of nowhere? Now that would actually that would, yeah. I'd be all in on that. Turnpike that would reunion. get some local people like coming out of like people from Durant and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> just crawling out of the woodwork. Yeah, I would. Literally. I would. I would show up to that. You I'd show up to that. Pickup trucks <laughs> revving in the distance. <laughs> Oh man, Buso would be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Telling people how he drove all the way from Texas to come see it. <laughs> For sure. Well, um, not only have uh, you know some events happen in football, but obviously the basketball team exists. And what we we're, we're, we obviously we are not a very big basketball pod. 
um, obviously. But it was a weird season. Uh, since we've been gone, Top Dog came back. Yeah, that's probably the most notable thing of the season. Is top. It, it somehow I. The fact that OU is third in the Big Twelve right now is remarkable to me. Um, that makes no sense to me because this team was the one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Offensively, they just look cold at times. Never made any sense, you know. Just a boring offense. But you know, Austin Reeves for once played like he actually looked like. Yeah, he actually played like he thought he like was. He thought he was good the entire year. Shot us out of so many games, and then uh, you know, at our darkest hour, he goes off, beats TCU. So, what a weird season. Yeah, I, the last game I went to was that Texas game, which was just absolutely devastating. Just in the last point four seconds to lose. Uh, um, <clears throat> Which, honestly, it made it worse that it wasn't a buzzer beater. Like, it, it made it worse that they stopped the clock at point four. Uh, but yeah. It was just a little extra time to really, like... Well, they stopped the clock at point four, then went to, <laughs> like, a TV commercial break that was, like, five minutes. Just twisting the knife. And then they had some random thing to review. Like, who the ball went out on, or, like, something entirely insignificant. That they reviewed for like another five minutes. So the Texas sucks chant leading right into that too. Oh like, my god! Yeah, just no, it was awful. so electric. It was the probably the highest attendance of any basketball game all year, and the only one where the attendance stayed pretty much everyone after halftime. As well. Yeah, but a tremendous game, tremendous game up until the end. So uh, yeah, but just yeah. Are we worried about Top Dog? Because every time I go to a game, I see him get either. Getting beaten up by kids or like yeah, so falling we, everywhere. We've kind of determined. I know you and I discussed this, and I discussed this with you know our friend Michael a lot. Is I think modern insurance has killed Top Dog because <laughs> it's basically just Boomer or Sooner with a dog head. Like it's not it's not repelling. He's not climbing the basketball hoops. He's doing like the ear thing. He does the ear thing, it. and that's literally pretty much the only difference. So well, he can't spins his head around backwards we got, here and there, but he, he can't really yell at the, do anything towards the opponents anymore. He kind of got a little. I guess he got neutered while he was gone. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a different world than it was in the nineties. Yeah, apparently the, the, the Tubbs the era, man. Nineties. Billy so. Tubbs isn't isn't here anymore. Although he does follow me on Twitter for some reason. So hmm. that was maybe weird. he'll listen to this podcast. Very random, Billy. If you're out there, come on the pod. Let's talk about Billy Ball. Um. But yeah, so OU's probably going to get bounced in the first round or something, yep. and uh, definitely get bounced in the first round of the Big 12, but you know, it was a fun, weird season, so shout out Top Dog, shout out to Austin Reeves, you Sh- Shout out weird, to the, like, the spirit coordinators or whoever, like, they, they try so hard. They tried really hard this season, you gotta give them credit. Yeah, I, so I, I really feel bad They got people to come game, they got, you know, they had the student section packed for, you know, at least five or six games yeah which is very impressive for the the garbage team that we had um so and then one of them was texas who we always show out for but they weren't even really that good yeah you got to give them credit for that you know everybody kind of shows out for texas everybody kind of shows out when we play kansas but uh we lost all of those games obviously at home uh baylor lost that one so uh but yeah I, i think the only really only the only real significant thing for basketball is uh, Bobby and I discussed this, but it is just absolutely inexplicable that OU plays 
what is I'm doing air quotes for this mm-hmm. uh, a home game uh, this season twice a year in Oklahoma City and Chesapeake, um, and it's just absolutely inexplicable that OU does not play OSU in in the Chesapeake. So we feel like that would be a really cool atmosphere, and we'd at least be able to fill out the lower bowl there, and it would be a a cool you know bedlam basketball matchup if if we played you know once a season at yeah. the peak but bedlam that's that's the way to do to bring back some interest in college basketball in the state yeah because and, and it, again to, to plug hell this, they can even do one in tulsa they wanted to yeah that, yeah that you know be like fun too. osu's home games air quotes again for bedlam could be at like be okay I, I'm assuming that's where they. Or do yeah, it in like Tulsa? just one one year you did an okay. Like, I've never been to Tulsa. One, <laughs> yeah, not a Tyler, not a Tulsa. It's a poo poo hole. <laughs> um, I wouldn't know though because I've never been. Yeah, um, sure. we're a very anti-Tulsa podcast. Oh yeah, um, everyone from Tulsa's trash. I didn't used to think that until our friend Mercer and our friend Slater moved there, and now it's just, they really brought the place down. Yeah, they really brought it, it down quite a bit. There, there you um, go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's what would do oh, it. Oh yeah, but but again, once parting shots for basketball, uh, just a second plug to the Spirit Squad. When OU played in Oklahoma City, free of charge. For, and this is addition to the the football tickets not increasing in price and including basketball season tickets this year. Free of charge when OU played in Oklahoma City. OU offered multiple buses to bus students from the LNC up to Oklahoma City. They provided them with free catered Chick-fil-A and had a happy hour in Oklahoma City for them. Like, you, you can't, like, that's just a tremendous offer. Like, the, I didn't get to do it, but the value in that is ridiculous. Like, if that were a, a charge thing, that would be ridiculously expensive. So, double plug to the Spirit Squad. I, I don't know if that offer will be there next year, but... Uh, Super, super plug for that. Can you grab that, like, towel thing? Yeah. This is precarious. Anchorad plug for cooking. (laughs) A note for you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But I agree. They they really try... They're really trying hard. Honestly, at this point... People just don't care. They gave out a flag. They gave out sweatshirts twice, t-shirts almost every time. They give out bucket hats. They're trying their ass Tremendous off. Tremendous value. I really respect it. Yeah. I respect it a lot. But uh, anyways. Yeah, it's it's a bummer, but you know that's that's just kind of how it that's is. That's basketball. So Talking ball. Um, let's just mention baseball is awesome, and I'm already overhyped, and I think they're going to go to Omaha. They've been really cool this year. Yeah, we have to make it out to a game. Do a do a report on do, it. Do the so. couch. Yeah, we have oh, yeah. to do a game out there. Yeah, so. no, great showing in Houston. Uh, another, you know, they've they've been holding it down in OKC or not in OKC, but uh, at L Dale pretty well. You know, beat Dallas Baptist, beat a really good San Diego State team in a series. So, show baseball. We'll talk about them probably more. Yep. Um, and if they make a Hell, dude, if they make an Omaha run, we'll be talking about that. So, Also, shout-out softball and gymnastics have As always. started, starting out really hot again. Yeah. Uh, so, shout, yeah. Evergreen shout-out to Jim for being awesome, as well as, uh, yeah. Patty. Yeah. Patty Gasso. Yep. The queen. Um, so, let's 
Do you think we have time for you know random conference we'll cover? Like yeah, there's yeah. some a few things. Yeah, yeah. So interesting thing came down, and this is how you really know it's the off season. Uh, more talk about realignment. A very interesting article uh, came out in the Athletic uh, suggesting that the Pac-12 there might their their next move might be implode and then go to the Big Twelve, um, which. Is interesting because that, that's the Big Twelve almost did the reverse of that. What do you what do you think about this potential Pac sixteen or Big sixteen situation with USC, UCLA, uh, I believe Oregon, Washington? I I just don't. I don't see it realistically happening. I mean, think think about the distance between West Virginia and UCLA. I think you have to find a way to get rid of West Virginia. I'd be fine. <laughs> can we can we ditch West Virginia? <laughs> I please? would be absolutely like West Virginia is cool to have right now. They don't even want to be here anyway. They're just such a sad like replacement for Colorado. Yeah, you know, no. like let's just find a way relatively far away mountain party school, <laughs> and they're like, what do we have? Uh, and we found sorry old West Virginia. Which, uh, uh, I mean, they don't even want to be here. They're they've spent this entire week. Yeah, now that Dana's upset gone, about it's just not. It's not the same. You know, I miss it's Dana. It's not the same. So, Neil Brown is kind of boring. I don't want that. If it comes out, you, it, like if you're telling me we got to choose between like USC and West Virginia, come on. <laughs> yeah. So well, I think here's something that I they, just, I the article didn't I note this. That many. Yeah. The article didn't note this. Colorado would have to come back. I would love that. That's the only, literally the only thing I care about. I don't I, care about even Washington. if Nebraska like um, all of a sudden got good and was willing to come back and play a yearly you know rivalry against OU. I would still t- I would take Colorado over any school in the nation to I mean, come Boulder. back to the Big Twelve. Boulder, absolutely, dude. hands right. down. No other school would I add before Colorado. If I had the choice. We were so robbed of a Boulder trip during our time at OU. And, and yeah. I will not forgive uh, the Pac-12 for blowing that up. But you never know. I don't, if they I come back, know. I can still have it. Just, I mean, I can still go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're still but, in um, range, I guess. Um, what was I going to say? What were the schools? I, this is probably the, the last thing we're going to talk about. Because this is a pretty interesting... Yeah, well, I, personally, I don't see... Four teams coming to the Big Twelve from the pack. Oregon, Washington, especially. It's just so far. I mean, like L.A. is is super far, but Oregon, Washington is just so far from like what would the farthest? I guess Austin would be the farthest away. Yeah, town for them. That's just. I think the most realistic situation is doesn't make. I feel like we could easily poach. The two Arizona schools. I was about to say, I think the Arizona um, schools. I could, I'll, I, I could see that realistically happening. I, I, I think OU or it, it, the like Big if, would if do the that. Big Twelve is going to add four teams, Colorado, Utah. Realistically, the, the Arizona yeah. Teams. So I was, I was going to say that the Arizona teams and potentially Colorado, potentially Utah. I could see Colorado not coming back though, and I could see like BYU, Utah. I don't want BYU. We just had two states. I don't don't want BYU. Yeah, but I feel like that would be an easier... It would make more sense, but like... Because Colorado left so recently, like it's bound to be the same people there. 
Yeah. So like I I don't think that they're I I'm assuming their AD has not turned well, over the biggest. Well, so like you don't want to be the AD that like pulled us out of the Big Twelve and then you go back to the negotiating table with the Big Twelve. Well, from from what I've heard, Colorado just like jumped the gun. Like everyone was planning on going to the Pac-12. It's like everyone had the had had the same plans to go to this party. Colorado, you know, was like, hey, I'll meet y'all guys there. And then everyone else ditched and went somewhere else, and Colorado was stuck in the pack. Well, to be fair, it's because Oklahoma State screwed us because nobody wants them. No, it was Texas. Mm, you can't I, really argue with no, that. I mean, look, I, I have... Oh, you and Texas I should have be some information. a package deal. I have information. I, the the Pac-12 commissioner flew in OKC, met with OSU. OSU signed off, flew down to Norman. Boren signed off. They had the Pac-12 logo painted on Owen Field. A Pac-16 logo on Owen Field. Flew down to Texas. They got cold feet. Didn't want to give up the network. It killed it. Mm. It's Texas was probably still... The SEC probably tanked that. If I were to guess. Because I I, you don't have insider stuff on Texas. I have, it, I have an in, in, insider stuff on, on the situation, though. Like, I, not I through, through OU. I would be willing to bet. Because after the pack fell through, then there was the little... You know, dribble I'll, with the I'll SEC. Tell you, I'll, tell you, well. I'll tell you off air. I'll yeah. tell you off air. I would be willing to bet that the SEC got in tech. Because if I were Texas, I would rather go to the SEC than to the pack. I, I don't it's think, way here's the thing. Texas couldn't have couldn't have been in the SEC because they couldn't didn't have their. They'd have to give up the network. Texas just wants to be Texas. They don't care about being anywhere. They want to be the the top dog somewhere. Oh, you should just. Oh, you should just go um, independent. Yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to independence. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of OU independence. I I think o, okay. OU independence that one hundred percent that no I I don't care about that one hundred percent guarantees <laughs> Red River and Bedlam. I would be fine with, and then we can rotate out Nebraska. We can rotate through, you know, potentially you know replaying Arkansas and stuff like that. Uh, I would be a big fan of. Yeah, I, I I think maintaining whatever we have in the, the Big strength 12 of schedule is someone as hard as an independent. Yeah, it, I, here's the thing: I, independent probably wouldn't be a good spot for OU just because there aren't enough independents. Um, I, I think I just maintaining think what we have in the Big Twelve right now while adding on—that's the key. To I don't success. think we're strong enough financially to. I think like because you got to think about Notre Dame's you know ridiculous inexplicable fan base and their NBC I, tex- money Texas could go independent I think fairly easily and and probably potentially maybe even be better off USC could go independent I, I don't think OU OU is kind of like a you know small market that punches above its weight sort of to you know kind of borrow NBA terms yeah I, I think I would I don't know I, I don't think performance wise we're not but if you look at like revenue yeah, like no. TV deals and sales, we're not... I don't even think we're a top 10. I, I think we're a half Texas, because if you look at our TV revenue right now from it's our... It's half of what well, Texas yeah, it, is. It is what a half of what Texas yeah. is. Well, yeah. That's why uh, it's... That's the issue with, that, with OU. They're not all the way good enough to carry their own brand, but I think they would be... Eh, it would have to be like a weird independent situation where... You're, you had four loose teams that like. Oh, you could never do it because the mass conspiracy from broadcast media, <laughs> fake news that is still holding a grudge from the '80s when OU fought for all of college football 
And no one but Georgia was grateful. Just shout out Georgia for, for standing by our side. Wait, and even then Georgia wasn't grateful. They, they would have screwed us in the Rose Bowl. This is true, but we're the only ones that stood up for college football and helped everyone else become the moneymakers that they are today. And broadcast media still screws us over. That's the reason for all the noon kickoffs and everything. Give us loyalties. Give us, give us royalties. Be no, loyal. they're still holding a grudge. There is like a... You know, I'm like, talking about the other schools. They should help us out. The NCAA, oh, yeah. big, big yeah. NCAA, big TV. You know, they're the ones causing this issue. Yeah, it's big. It's NCAA, really. It's not bigger big than TV. That. It goes. It's, it goes deep. It's deeper than the that. deep state. The deep state is in control. They, <laughs> they, yeah, no, for sure. I almost made a, I don't know, another deep state coronavirus joke, but I decided not to do that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I think that's all we have. Yeah, today. it's we're devolving into the. We're getting weird. You know, conspiracy theories again. So. It's hey, that's what the off season's for. So we'll, we'll do one this summer. Oh yeah, the long-awaited. It's been promised longer than Yandi has. <laughs> the Schooner Pod conspiracy theory pod. I we'll pull some some people on. We'll some, get some, we'll get real weird with it. Some uh, names you all know and love. Yeah, I'm fired like up. Baxter. Baxter. <laughs> Well, anyways, we'll we'll, uh, we'll check in with y'all throughout this off season. It's you know dark and full of terrors, but you know we'll we'll catch up you know after the spring game and you know as things go on. If there's any big news, we'll be there for you. So, um, Ty, it's good being back. You know, it's it's been a while. It is. Yeah, lots of hype. And just remember, could be worse. Jalen Hurts could be your quarterback. That's true. Well, for me and Ty, this has been the Schooner Pod. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you. Probably around the spring game. So, until then, I don't know. Peace out, Boomer Sooner. I don't remember how to end these things, I guess. I've never been good at them, anyways. We we used to have endings, or I did at least, for whoever we were playing that week. Oh, yeah. Boomer Sooner Jesus and. Boomer Sooner Jesus. (laughs) Boomer Sooner Jesus is eternal.